Welcome to the family. I'm Cassie Schrader. I'm not sitting in for Tom. He will be here in about 10 minutes. But to the right of me, we have... Ralph Tobashman, the Hackmaster. And to my right... Alex Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Bernard. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with Kristen Burt right after this. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. We are back. We have Kristen Burt on the phone. What is the latest in Hollywood? The latest in Hollywood, and this is actually good news, we're going to have some good movies finally coming out. Yes. I know. (laughs) Everyone's so happy. I love this. Uh, Toronto Film Festival is going on, and it's interesting because J-Lo has this movie, Hustlers, which actually opens on Friday. Mm -hmm. There's even Oscar buzz around Jennifer Lopez. Oh, really? Kind of Right. And um, it's based off of a true story of women who worked in a strip club during the financial crisis in 2008. And they decided to take, you know, things into their own hands. Uh, They did it illegally, of course, but they were kind of um, stealing and swindling from all of their wealthy clients. And it's loosely based off of a true story. Um, But they're saying that this is Jennifer Lopez's best role in over a decade. Well, glow, you can't be glow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Such yeah, a terrible I was debating whether I should see this. So it, it's getting good buzz in Hollywood right now, the movie itself. Like, I mean, all the – because I don't even know who's all in it. Uh, Constance Wu is in it. And if anyone saw Crazy Rich Asians, they probably are very familiar with um, Constance Wu. Jennifer Lopez. Um, who else am I missing? There's oh. uh, several other women. It's got Cardi B in it. Ooh. Cardi B. Julia uh, Stiles is in it. Well, see, and here's the thing, that. though. They went directly to Cardi B because she used to work as a stripper herself. Mm-hmm. So they That's figured right. she's bringing authenticity to the project. Stripper authenticity. She's bringing felt life Kiki to Palmer's it. Palmer's in it. Kiki Palmer's fantastic. She's one of my favorites. I always think she's kind of underrated. But um, buzz around Jennifer Lopez and the Oscars. It's very early in the Oscars race. Let's see if it holds up through the Oscar nominations in January. Yeah, well, I'll I'll watch the trailer and see if I want to go because I think I have a screener for it. I'm not sure to go to, but yep. yeah, I just went to the screener for it, Chapter Two, 
and it's oh, already womp, out jeez yeah womp, yeah. Womp. yeah i heard it's 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 good but it's way it's not too great. long it's yeah Kristen, you said there's a lot of good movies coming out but there's it's a fine line between good movies and movies that we'll go see yeah that's true Particularly- well, also um i think one that everyone will probably be very excited about is tom hanks yes the mr rogers oh, film yeah. yes and everyone said bring a bucket not like a little box bring a oh, bucket no. of tissues <laughs> because it will just wreck your heart honestly <laughs> it'll tear it apart but i think it you know it's a reminder i think for all of us and anyone who saw the documentary of won't you be my neighbor which is a wonderful documentary if you guys haven't seen it, it is wonderful. um a beautiful day in the neighborhood kind of sort of catapults off of that just to remind us of where we used to be as a country and where we are now um, two very, very different things, the way we treat people. It's just sad. But I think what's interesting is that this particular story, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, is about a journalist who had to cover Fred Rogers. He was kind of a skeptic, really didn't believe in, in the Mr. Rogers magic, and completely changed his life in doing this deep dive article on him. So I'm really excited to see it. And everyone I know that's been out, all my friends that are up at the Toronto Film Festival said it's pretty magnificent. And another... Oscar nomination, most likely for Tom Hanks. Uh, but those are the type of movies that I like to watch at home alone because <laughs> I ugly <laughs> cry. Sobbing in front of people. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be doing that in a the theater. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was looking forward to that one. There was another one I was looking for. Now I can't even think of it. There's been I've been going through screener lists and just. So, so another another way to describe ugly cry at the theater is Alice Cooper cry. We yeah. got the mascara coming yes. down and everything yeah. like yes, that. Yes, that's me Alice at Cooper the movie, oh, okay. movie theater. Okay. It's horrifying. <laughs> I see that picture. Um, yeah, with Chapter 2 on it, um, from what I hear, a lot of people like the first one better than this one. Though I thought Bill Hader was fantastic in it. Did you see it, mm-hmm. Kristen? I didn't. And, you know, I did see the first one and loved it. And then was really gung-ho to see the second one. And everyone was coming back with real mixed reviews. And I'm like... You know, if I, because I don't love sort of like the horror suspense genre that much because it scares the living daylights out of me. Mm-hmm. So it has to be like really, really good for me to go. So there's, there's I guess there are four categories of movies here. We, we can have movies must see. So you want to go to the theater, you want to see them in the theater. Then there's the ones that you want to watch at home. Because you, you, you want to see them, but you're going to watch them at home for a variety of reasons. Maybe they're too long. You want to take a bathroom break, whatnot. Then there's another category. There's the airplane movies, the ones that you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you until yeah. the next flight you're taking. Those are the ones you just catch, catch as catch can. And then there's the right. no, no-see movies. I guess that's the four categories. Well, this is the movie I was thinking of. I couldn't think. It's the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, now, yeah. it's, it's separate from the DC Universe movies, which was perfect for him because then he can still sign on to do anything that's Marvel-related because uh, it's not tied to the DC Universe, even though the Joker character is a DC yeah, character. Yeah, wait, so the Joker's, would he go through a big red portal that has the word Marvel <laughs> over it? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, he can play another character, like a different character if he wanted to for a Marvel movie. Because um, this is a standalone movie, and I have a feeling this is. Is there any buzz that this could be an whoa, 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 Oscar? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's a product. How did how did DC Comics sign yeah, off on their product? Question. It's a standalone movie. He can he can do whatever he wants. He's not tied hmm. to the DC universe with this movie. But the character legally is. Yes, the char- he oh, can't the play the character okay, in go. another movie. But see, a lot of people that sign on like to do a DC universe movie, they're not allowed to cross over and do Marvel movies yeah. as a different character. Except for yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Well, oh, so the Joker's not going into the right. Marvel oh, universe. That's right. Oh. He's it's a new <sighs> Warner Brothers universe new dc universe called mm-hmm. dc black mm-hmm. which they've tried to do this many times before they've like a dc offshoot where it's like you know funnier or you know darker or you know whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but dc black uh it's just a name for another reboot they reboot a lot in dc yeah, well, I, from what I gather from the trailers and some of the stuff I've seen on it, this is going to be very close to the Heath Ledger psychosis Joker. Yeah, that everyone liked. And Joaquin mm-hmm. also talked a lot about you know hitting a lot of like despair and darkness while doing the role, which also Heath Ledger talked a lot about saying it was really hard to shake 
the Joker after he finished the film. Mm. Um, and I, people, a lot of people who have seen the Joker already have said that it's kind of an unsettling portrayal in a great acting role way. Yeah. So is there any buzz that, because when is this supposed to come out next month? Or it's October it... 4th. It's okay. pretty soon. Yeah, because I'm wondering if that, if his role, you know, I know it's a dark movie, but his role, it, I mean, it looks fantastic. I'm wondering if that is creating any Oscar buzz for him. It is. It okay. is. And it would be interesting if he wound up winning, because then you have two actors playing the same role, mm-hmm. winning an Oscar. Yeah. It well, would he, be a different category, though, because this would, he's the, Keith won for supporting, and I'm assuming they would put Joaquin up for best actor. Well, and he, I guess he had, it was depressing for him to do this role, too, because he had to, he lost a lot of weight, because he wanted to kind of look, mm. have gaunt and, you know, creepier, I guess. Yeah. I'm not Emaciated. Sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The trailers for the movie look fantastic. Yes, it looks depressing and dark, but I'm looking forward to seeing his performance as the Joker because this is something that everyone tries to compare each Joker to each Joker. And and I think that this one is probably the closest one to everybody's beloved Joker of Heath Ledger. Oh, I thought... Oh, I would think so. You're certainly not comparing it to Jack Nicholson, you know, no. right? <laughs> which is like totally like the comic ver- uh, comic book version of the Joker. And so. same with Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. That I I hated that Joker. Wait oh. a minute, how about Caesar Romero? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Caesar Romero. Did you like the baby. Chuck Orange peels at people's butt cheeks? Yes, that's right. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about He's that. He's a little off of the rocker uh, for me. <laughs> Kristen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I just got a, a meeting meetings this morning with bankers and attorneys. How do you think it went? <laughs> How's your morning? Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. No, they're fine people, as a matter of fact. Yeah. The, the, well, let's get, let's. You know, I, now you talked about. Uh, uh, oh, yesterday you talked about. We just mentioned. We should mention. Why is it coming out? Not coming out my main. <laughs> most recent special, his most recent special, oh, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Dave oh, Chappelle. Yes. What kind of blowback is he getting from this new special? I, you know, I don't think I don't think he's getting a ton of blowback. I feel like a lot of people are appreciative that he's doing something that is that has kind of fallen by the wayside. In that comedy's become so politically correct, he's actually paving the way for people to actually do um, comedy that's funny again. Yeah. So he <laughs> and uh, and here's my thought too. We have Eddie Murphy coming up with his stand-up specials. Don't you think he's going to be more in the vein of Dave Chappelle versus, say, an Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, I think so. Well, you know, we hope so. We hope so. Hope that they will reclaim uh, freedom of speech and comedy. I think it's really important, honestly, because we've lost it um, in terms of, like, you can't joke about that. And you're like, well... And what's funny anymore? And in essence, he was apolitical. That's the one thing I really admired him about. He was apolitical. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he he did a wonderful, wonderful job. There was not a politics. Oh, let's laugh about somebody so and so or such and such. No. Yeah, I watched a I watched a good chunk of it last night. I probably have maybe ten minutes left to watch. Yeah, he goes after anybody and everybody, and it's hilarious. I was <laughs> laughing the whole time. And he, he's just unapologetic, and I love that about him. He's just like, um, I think in the stand-up, he, he calls out the audience saying, you guys are the toughest people to entertain because he, everything he does, he's judged for, or what he says and what he does. So I don't know. I think it's brilliant, and I hope, um, I hope he continues to do more for Netflix. Well, and I think the, the important part, too, is that he goes after everyone. Because mm-hmm. if you just pick on one group or pick on one thing, then people like start honing in on, well, you're picking on women or, oh, you're picking on, you know, this group of people, this religion or whatever. But if you go after everyone, everyone's fair game and there's equality, man. <laughs> I wish that was true, though, that you could go after everyone and anyone, because if you go after certain people. Oh, yeah, man, there are definitely protect- protected classes, yeah, on, especially on the West Coast. It's true. Which is where all comedy comes from, almost. Yeah, virtually protected classes. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're talking about here basically is a, the people of Kristen. You know what I mean? You've heard of people of color. This is people oh. of Kristen that are protected <laughs> by everything and everyone. P-O-K. <laughs> That's right, P-O-K, Kristen Burt. That's who, 
We'll just call you Girl Pac. That'll be good. Yeah, I, I uh, he did get some. He did get hammered by some very far left people saying that it's not funny and this, that, and the other thing. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it just. Kristen, we're going through a tough period here now in town because there are a couple of college professors that uh, lost their positions a while back for a, sh- a brief period because they sexually harassed their students, saying things like, this is, the, this is the age of a girl that I want, you know, call them a girl, the girl that I want to date, and, and, and one of them, uh, hey, come over to my house and I'll... I'll uh, I'll you tutor name. you and uh, you know. Oh, you, so they're just being creepy. They're being creepy. Yeah, that sit next to me on the couch while we study. You know that kind of thing. Well, they were both let right back in the door. Well, yeah. If that had happened to anyone else other than their cohorts or their co-workers, <clears throat> mm-hmm. they would have demanded they'd be gone forever. But if you're one of us, then oh, that's okay. Then you shouldn't have done it, but it's okay. That's ridiculous. Well, it's Pretty disgusting. Much. It really is disgusting. Don't really understand why that's that's the situation either. But and, and we, we've done it with the president. Yeah, we did. We've done it with the college professors. We're going to do it with Harvey Weinstein. He's gonna, it's going yep. exactly what's going to happen to him. He's going to just oh, sort he's going to walk. Yeah, he's going to just be yeah, resorbed back into the system. It is unfortunate. Your buddy, Kristen Burt's buddy, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh yeah, he and I are really <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. I I do have a photo with him. You do? Oh, I hmm. do. I do back in, and I'm going to say it was somewhere around, let's say, 2012 or 13. I interviewed him at a pre-Oscars party, and I didn't really have anything to say to him, but I asked him if he had any type of say in choosing his Oscar wardrobe because he was married to um, Marquesa, who um, was a huge fashion brand back in the day i don't she's i think trying to work her way back at this point right and he actually laughed and said no my wife tells me what to wear but the the photographer that took our photo because it was in the middle of the interview caught him actually smiling and laughing which was very rare for him so hmm. the photo got a little bit of play so it's out there yeah it is does it is 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 does his facial image look like it's been pixelated a little bit he's got that bad complexion he does have a bad complexion. It looks he's like it looks like a very digitized. Good-looking man. He's a very large man, and you know when all of the women were coming forward, uh-huh. that was the one thing that really stood out to me because even in the photo, you can see how big he is and how much he towers over me. And guaranteed, like I wear heels when I'm working, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time. So I'm sure I was wearing a four or five-inch heel, and he's still a solid foot taller than me. So Who anyone is? who's petite like me. Um, Harvey Weinstein would have easily overpowered them. I did not know he was that big a man. Uh, Overpowered him uh, emotionally, uh, physically, psychologically, psychologically mainly. Yeah. Interesting. We will be right back. A couple of minutes. Kristen Burt with us, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today 
or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Yeah, baby. Are you walking on sunshine? Is that yes. I was driving, and I had to put these things on my face with dark lenses. Really? Something Sun- was just blinding me all of a sudden. Huh. It's bright light all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. And it's been it's gloomy. a vampire. It's a vampire been, move. It's been gloomy here for, what, oh. four or five days straight? Oh, I'd say four or five months. And the oh sun God. finally came out today. You know. But then tomorrow it'll be gone again. Yeah, so. it's supposed to thunderstorm. <laughs> thunderstorm tomorrow, so you know. Oh, All right. about it, really. So, Kristen, we're going to so. test your knowledge of the English language. Uh-oh. Because I learned a new word yesterday, and I had, had no idea. But I did ask Kostaki Economopoulos, the world-renowned comedian and quick snaps football expert, and he knew. And maybe maybe Ralph will know as a doctor, or maybe, or maybe he won't. Oh, maybe I won't. Oh, okay, you ready, Kristen? You have to answer this for me. You ready? <laughs> okay. What part of the body is the weenus? What part of the body is the weenus? Alex knows. Mm-hmm. It's not fair that you know. know. It's I so don't bizarre. know. Because <laughs> I thought it was like a slangy, dirty term that the woman said, well, yes, and you put it on your weenus. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you know what it is, Ralph? No. Well, I think this is sort of amazing. This, this is an oh, urban. No, this, no, is, no. This, is, this, is a, this is the medical urban dictionary. Please, no, no. Alex, what is a weenus? Well, actually, wait. What if, if I tell you what Educate the, me. If I tell you the technical yeah, term, the technical let's see what, term. if you can get it. Well, then, it, then it's not the It's te- still a term that you, no one ever uses. The olecranal skin. Oh, sure. Yeah? What? That's your weenus? Yeah. Yeah, over to, over to the ele- olecranon bo- bo- bursa. Exactly. Yeah, olecranon yeah. bursa. Your elbow. That's your weenus. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's your weenus. It's the skin, skin on, on, on your elbow. elbow. No. Yeah. Oh. No. He goes, no. Yeah, no, like no, no that, that, that's an incorrect term. That is your war skin. Skin. That is your war skin. It's a war skin. Uh-huh. That's why I mean. It's a war skin. See, that's it's it's an incorrect term. Clear, yeah. Clearly, by in junior high, people used to always be like, "Want to look at my weenus?" Funny. Oh, uh, so that was you know, yeah. okay. So, yeah. Kristen, we yeah. had we had a couple of women in studio yesterday. They have a, a new company which is fantastic. It's called Lumi. It is a it's a deodorant product. And she's a gynecologist, so she invented it for a different area than I use it on. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. You're, for your delicate lady parts? Yeah. Yes, yes, my delicate your lady parts. Bits. My naughty bits. No, it's an underarm deodorant for underarm. It says for underarms and private parts. It's Lumi. Why do I need a deodorant, though? No, be, because I'll tell you why. Parts. I'll tell you why, because, because it has no. smell bad. Yeah, because humans do smell bad. There's no odor to it at all. You only have to put it on every three days, and it works. Uh, mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I said that to her. I said, I've been using it for two weeks, and I only have to put it on every three days. And she went, that's amazing. So you read about that. I said, no, I didn't read about it. I had the experience mm-hmm. that I didn't have. I, I put it on every three days. I will put it to the test. You're going to put it to the I test? I have horrible B.O. That- <laughs> ever since, I, I, ever since I got pregnant with Fawn, my really? BO is so bad. Really? I only have I is have it? a deodorant that I have, and it's the only Lumi's, one. The Lumi's good. It we'll was a, see. But she's a gynecologist. She invented it, and then she she did this hand motion thing. Went, well, I didn't invent it for underarms. I invented it for the other area. <laughs> really? Well, you can use it anywhere. It's kind of yeah. more like okay. a lotion. Yeah. And then you just apply it, a very, you know, it's little great. amounts. And it's supposed to <laughs> neutralize whatever bacteria create. Because what you're smelling okay. isn't sweat. It's the byproducts of the bacteria that feed yeah. on the sweat. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all natural, like no aluminum. Yep. Exactly. No, no baking good. soda. Aluminum-free, baking soda-free, doctor-developed, hypoallergenic. It's water-based. Yeah. It's water-based. So there's based, no yeah. wax or anything in it. I love a lot it. of people it's, have a lot of... The baking soda is what gets me. I'm super sensitive, yeah. and she said, yeah. it, I get a rash. Yep. Yet, there's no baking soda in it at all. That's It has mandelic acid, whatever mandelic acid. I, ladies, will one of you test it on your lady Didn't parts? did run I, South I mean, Africa? I'm curious. I don't even know mandelic. what you would do with it down there. <laughs> 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 is it internal or external? Oh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's not shaped right for that. Listen. As women, we're taught that your your body kind of takes care of itself. Like 
not to get too graphic, but you're not supposed to douche. Like, your body's supposed to be able yeah. to, like, you mm-hmm. know. What'd you and, call me? And so I'm <laughs> exactly. So, I'm what do you mean exactly? <laughs> she says exactly. Thanks, Kristen. I will report to you, Kristen, on how it's going. Yes. How about that? I want to know. I'm curious. It's, I love it. I absolutely love it. I've been using it. On the... your lady parts, Tom? Yes, I, <laughs> I put it on my scrotal area. Guys I, can, though. No, they can Guys if you can want. Yeah, but like, I don't. If you're a construction worker working in hot areas, that would probably be a great product. You yeah. perspiration we get down sh- there. It happens. We get shrinkage. and gentlemen. <laughs> Would you get shrinkage if you use it? If you're a man, wait right. a minute. I'm gonna put some on my weenus right now. Oh, you sure. have an ashy is weenus. It, do I? It is, I oh, do you're have ashy. ashy. Oh, ashy. <laughs> I have ashy weenuses. Weenus. You need to take care of your weenus. That's yes. important. <laughs> yes, Moisturize. God, I feel like I'm 11 again. It's wonderful. Nobody mm. wants a dry, cracked weenus. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, how do you live with yourself? Nobody. Chris? Nobody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> she just starts laughing. <laughs> Sometimes I'm funny. That's very, very <laughs> funny. That's very funny. It's a, it's all true. Um, Catherine and I saw a movie the other night. It was called um, Strange But True. Is it called Strange But True? Um, Stranger Than Fiction. How no, old was it? <laughs> it? It just came out in theaters last week. Mm-hmm. It stars uh, Blythe Danner's in it. Brian uh, Cox is in it. Let's see. You know, Box got, Office Mojo. See if anything has a name. Like I want to see what that box office looked like because everyone went to see it too. So who went to see Strange but True? You're not talking about scary stories to tell in the dark. No, no, oh. it's called it's called Strange but True. Yeah, we or... need to go see that. Uh, oh, it's Strange uh, but True. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Strange oh, but True. It's strange not even true, on yeah. box office mojo. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, Margaret Qualley's in it. I love. Her. Oh, she's that terrific is, in it. Andy McDowell's daughter. Yep, it's she's terrific in it, and I tell you. The movie's really, really good. It's got a, t- a couple of twists to it. It's like, ooh, it's really creepy as hell. I will tell you that. But uh, Catherine, oh, I really it's like a low-budget indie horror thing. Hence, not it's being not, on. It's box not really it. horror though. Well, it's a noir thriller. It's a noir thriller. Yeah, it's not horror. <clears throat> it's uh, well. Here, I'll tell you the, the plot line of the of the movie. Um, this this young woman comes to the house of her ex boyfriend who had died five years earlier. And she said, I'm here for a very specific reason. Uh, and the mother, by the way, is still mad at the young girl because she was in the limousine with him when he died. Because mm-hmm. she said, tell the world you love me. So he stood up through the sunroof and started hollering, I love this woman, I love this woman, and got Shouldn't killed. Have done that. Shouldn't have done that, got killed. So she comes to the family of her dead boyfriend and says... I've only been with one man in my entire life, and it's your son, and I'm now pregnant five years later. Hmm. And they're trying to figure out, you know, if she, if she froze his sperm or what, what happened. It's, it's creepier than hell. I will tell you that. It's Do you very have nightmares? Creepy. I don't have nightmares. The only nightmare I have is that I'm still in radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only horror in your life. The only horror in my life is I'm still in radio. That's the major problem that I've got. I used to get nightmares all the time that I was in a class that I didn't remember signing up for, taking a test that I didn't remember studying for, et cetera, et cetera. So like all your tests? Well, yeah, but <laughs> well, this yeah, time but... I really didn't know it was happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I would recommend. I mean, it's not a great movie, don't get me wrong, but I think it's was, it was pretty good. You know, a lot of good people, and I love Blythe Danner anyway. I'm going to see Downton Abbey on Thursday. Downton Abbey. Oh. Oh, you yeah. are? Are you going with S.E.K.? <laughs> no, I'm going with Mom. Oh, did, Mom didn't even tell me. And my friend Laura. Oh, I guess we're not invited there. My my sister uh, said, let's go see Downton Abbey. I'm like, I haven't watched any of the shows. If you I haven't watched Abby the tell. show, I don't. Yeah, why bother? No, exactly. Why I'm like, she's like, why haven't either? I'm like, then why go? <laughs> what did you have you seen it? Have you seen it at all, Kristen? Downton Abbey. Yeah. I I did not watch it. It was not my yeah not my bag. Not I, really. I didn't I, find it that interesting. I was roped into one episode, and I looked. I got, not my not my thing, man. That's not my thing. Yeah. Rather not dry. My thing so you didn't I watch didn't it. You got to be the only woman in America who didn't watch it. The only white woman. Yeah, it's the only white woman in America. Whoa. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Not my genre. Uh, you know, I, I am one of those. 
I'm very picky with my British stories. Like sometimes oh, I yeah. either I either love things or I don't love things. I don't know what it is. British comedy. I sometimes mm. I'm like I can't get why everyone's hysterically laughing, and I'm like, huh? I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you I'm want? Just one of those. It's, uh, it's frustrating sometimes because I feel like I'm missing right. out on what everyone right. thinks is really yeah. special, you know. But whatever, however my brain works, sometimes just doesn't match onto it. Do you watch any serials? Like serial, co- um, serial out kind of the of UK. Thing? You know, or I anywhere. watch like the. Well, I do, of course. I mean, I'm watching TV all the time, but I mean, if you're talking about, since we're talking about British series, I did yeah. watch Aunt Luther, which I like because I love Idris Elba. I, right. wa- I used to watch the British version of The Office. Mm-hmm. That's pretty brilliant. Um, but yeah, it, in terms of like series that I'm watching right now, I am stuck on last season because the Emmys are coming up these next two weeks. So I'm kind of focusing in on all 18, right. 19 TV yep. season. So until the primetime Emmys are over, I won't dive into the new season just yet. I with screeners. Did you ever watch Doc Martin? I didn't. Oh God, is it funny? Is it's, it good? It's really. I think you'd really enjoy it. He's such a dry. He's a brilliant man, but he has zero tolerance for human beings. Yeah, it's British House, <laughs> which is ironic because House was actually British. Yeah, House was originally British. Yeah. That's right. Well, no, the no. actor Hugh Laurie is British. Hugh Laurie's British. British. Yeah. yeah, he is. Just Good crazy. stuff, though. Uh, and then uh, there's another thing called I Want My Wife Back, I think is on BritBox or Acorn or one of those. But that was a six-part series. It was just one season, uh, and it was just six parts. It was really good about a guy whose wife leaves him because she had, they have nothing in common. Kind of like uh, Mr. Palin leaving uh, Sarah Palin. What was oh, that? You see that? I feel like I did see it. And I feel like we are about to embark on like a TMZ yeah. really? extravaganza of gossip between these two because they cannot stay out of the tabloids. Remember, we've had like um, their son's been arrested for domestic violence. Their daughter, who was the spokesperson for abstinence, has had three out of wedlock children. Like, it's just. Um, they're very interesting as a couple or as a family, I should say. Yeah, and I yep. feel like that we are going to fall down the rabbit hole of gossip with them you know, the, again. The sad, really, the sad thing about that is that uh, people or couples that have a child born to them that have uh, any kind of mental or physical disability mm-hmm. frequently become divorced because it happens w- way more often than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, I, it's, the only time Kath and I ever have a problem is when we're both awake at the same time. <laughs> so basically it's after 10 in the morning and before 8 at night. Yeah, but that's Honestly, that's yeah. that's a real sad, that you know in its you know aside from the tablet that's a real sadness for them. I just it oh, is. I feel, oh, yeah, oh that just oof. Yeah, it's got to be very very difficult and to lose someone that I don't know that I could stay with anybody. I really yeah. don't know if I could. Yeah. The tremendous sadness of all that. Oh god. Yeah. Well, there's and and you know I know somebody who've lost a child in 9-11, and their marriage yeah. finally sort of came to an end. I mean, and I don't know do if it's I exact know? to result of that. You might. Yeah, I do. Uh, know. Yeah. You know, and it's just and it's and it's just a real sadness. Your heart, you know, you know, pours out. You tell that it. immediately too. Just the the great oh. sadness around both of them was oh. unbelievable. Oh. I feel like that's one of those things that either like you go through together and yeah. get closer, it like helps supporting, or, it destroys. or yeah. I just, I can't imagine what that would be like to wake up every morning and the very first thing you think about is the fact that you're your relative. I'm not even going to say kid because I'm not doing that, that they're dead. It's got to be the first thing that occurs, occurs to you every morning. Yeah, probably. Oh, God, that's got to be hard. That's got to be just incredibly painful. Okay, back to comedy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, now that we're like, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, that's that is, oh, sorry. Has sorry. anyone else watched Fleabag? No. No, what's Fleabag? It's, is it about a dog? Uh, no, it's about, a, about a woman. And oh, a woman I, named Fleabag. That's very nice. And it's, it's British. Well, there you go. And there's only two seasons, and I think it's over already. Series. Series. Serials? Series. Yeah. yeah, they call it series. Yeah. So the shows are serials. But it's now done. And Fleabag. it's apparently, I watched the first season and I didn't like, I only watched a couple episodes of the first season and I didn't like it. And Michael was like, you have to watch the second season, you have to watch the second season, you have to, because there's only like five or six episodes because it's British. 
And the second season was really, really good. So it's pretty quick, and it has a lot of critical acclaim. So. Well, so yeah, I've heard of, Who's the woman that's in it? Uh, I can't think of her. She looks familiar. Name. We got to take a break. In any case, we'll be right back. I got. I'm going to ask you some Boston questions coming up next. Okay, Kristen. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt and the family. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Saber. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt, entertainment reporter in Los Angeles. All right, so you ready for your Boston questions? Apparently she's not. She's not ready. Oh. I'm here. Hello. You heard me. <laughs> okay. I'm here. You ready for your boss? I have a Boston question for you. Okay. Okay. I hope have, I know it. <laughs> have you watched City on a Hill at all? I've not. You, you keep asking me that. And I, I know. Not. I keep asking. You still haven't done it because you don't ever listen to me. I do listen to you, and I've heard you ask me three times. But okay. Well, I, but last week I said, "Watch City on a Hill." I command you. Didn't you hear <laughs> you that? You command me. I command How you. I've given you plenty of homework, and I don't think you followed through. So I'll I, follow through on Sit in no, the Hill. No, the no, next, no. Yeah. No, I always do whatever you tell me to do. <laughs> okay. What? What are you laughing about? <laughs> you. Okay, so I want you to picture something. There are four thugs in a car in Boston. All four mm-hmm. of them are Irish Catholic townies. This is not, none of this is surprising so far. <laughs> no, it's not. Four, so there's four Irish Catholic townies in a car, and they're all all criminals. They uh, rob Brinks armored cars. That's what they do, okay? Still not surprising. Nope. Uh, but here's the part that's... <clears throat> tell me if this would ever happen, because I said there is no way all four of them would, would do that. They start speaking Mandarin. Nope. <laughs> you ready, that Kristen? That <laughs> Okay. They're listening to rap music. Yep. There is no way townies are going to be li- Irish Catholic townies listening to rap ain't going to happen. Maybe if they're like zero. under 16, but they're I don't not. Know yeah. So no, what do you think? They're not, not in Boston. Not in Boston. It ain't going to happen. No. I mean, Boston is so, it's so funny because the state itself is known to be so progressive in terms of, and liberal. Yes. Um, but it's very, very segregated. Yes, it, it is. Every, neighborhoods are segregated. Schools are still very segregated. It's that's everywhere, though. Well, what I love not, is no, not in Los Angeles. No. What I love no, is not in New York City when I live there. Only in Boston, you're Irish and you're Catholic, but you're the wrong kind of Irish Catholic because you're a Southie, right. not a townie. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> When a, when a do you jo- do the right shoulder first when you're doing the cross or the left? <laughs> exactly. Answer wrong and I hate you. Yep. It's one of Josh's friends is in that series. Aldous. Oh, he Aldous Hodge. Yeah. Aldous oh, Hodge. He's really good in it. Oh, yeah. it's a friend of Josh's? Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Uh, and his brother, both are actors. And Aldous has been very. He's been very. He was in uh, a Straight Out of Compton. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. Right. He, uh, he's he, really he good. Played, in it. Yeah. He's a. Uh, 
He's a good actor. And that's a good family. Those are good people. The Hodges? The Hodges. That family is good. The daughter, mom, Glad the two boys. Good family. I've met them. I've spent time with them. They've been to our house for dinner. They're not good people. Good so people. I just, yeah, I, I was watching it because there was an episode nine where it happened. And I thought, you got to call in somebody in continuity here because there is no <laughs> way four townies are going to be riding around an SUV listening to rap music. <laughs> They will right. if uh, the record company paid them to. Well, that's exactly what it was, too, I bet. Yep. I bet you're right about that. But Well, and that's why it's important, too, to honestly hire, like, a local consultant. Because yes. there are certain regions that have such strong regionalism um, that you really need to make sure that the accent is correct, cultural references are correct. Yes. Because otherwise, it takes me out of movies all the time, the, the Boston accent when people slide in and out of it. It, you know, you said that Boston was segregated. Would you say it's racist or just segregated? I, I find it incredibly racist, honestly. Oh, it is very racist. Every race hates Boston. every other race. So yeah, oh, yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and it's even, I mean, I look at my, my father. My father only hangs out with, like, other wasps, other white Protestants. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That is, that is his friend circle. Well, There's not even anyone of, like, a different faith or a different race or anything else like that. You know what's amazing about that is while I did have black friends and Mexican <clears throat> friends and white friends, they were all Catholic. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. They, huh. There were different races, but they were all Catholic. Huh. I suppose it's whoever you go to school with. Yeah. You know, I suppose yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. You spend all day with them, you end up being their friend. But, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. By the way, there's no such thing as a Protestant in Boston anyway. What are you talking about? Oh, there's Protestants in Boston. <laughs> oh. I was like, there is. There's a lot of Protestants in Boston. Um, and there's a lot of Catholic, and there's a lot of people with the Jewish faith, too. So yes, probably those three are probably the, the strongest. So it's like in, the, in the neighborhood the I grew up yeah. in, except for the Protestants. There were no Protestants in my neighborhood when I was a kid. <laughs> there were Catholics. No Lutherans. There were no there were no Lutherans in North Minneapolis. No, that was not <laughs> because happening. Because if they man. came in, they would ruin the neighborhood. Yeah, what the, look at this guy, this Luther guy. What's that all about? No, it is pretty interesting. We're talking about. Um, let me run this by you guys because Kristen, you're a, you're a uh, Boston sports fan, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Well, it came up with with Michelle Tafoya this morning. I uh, was talking about, because we were talking about this football season, it looked like half the teams weren't even ready to start the season. They were so horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I got Atlanta Falcons were just terrible against the Vikings, taking nothing away from the Vikings at all. But Michelle said, yeah, you said the Vikings were going to suck. And I said, I have to say that before every year the Vikings play, <laughs> because it's been since I was nine years old, and they've broken my heart every single year since I was nine. Why I stopped being a fan. So I just would like to point that out at the top of my lungs if I possibly could. But um, Michelle asked me why I'm so like locked in. And I said the reason I became a uh, Viking fan was because my brother Terry returned from the United States Marine Corps in Vietnam when I was 14 years old. And he came home and he said, you guys aren't watching the Vikings? I was 14, I guess. Maybe 13. But Every sport uh, that I went down, there was a reason that I got involved in watching that sport. I became a hockey fan because of Lou Nanny. There's no doubt about that. I met Louie many, many, many years ago and became a hockey fan from that. I became a Viking fan because my brother Terry came home from the Marine Corps and we watched the, the Viking games. I uh, became a baseball fan because the fathers in my neighborhood after my dad was in the Ha Ha Hilton they would always invite me over to watch baseball games. That's one thing I will tell you, Kristen. I don't know if you know this or not, but the fathers in my neighborhood where I grew up after my father was gone, all those families stepped up and said, hey, don't worry about it. Come on over, watch the game. Come over for dinner once in a while. Aww. You're a good kid. Every family stepped up. It was unbelievably nice. It was wonderful. That's the Catholic. But that's what neighborhoods yeah. used to be like, where yeah. everyone yep. kind of took care of each other. I, I mean, where I grew up, block parties were very common. Yeah. Um, you, you did gather together as a community, and I don't feel like I, I am in a big city, so it's a little bit different. But I don't feel like that happens as much as it used to. No, it does not. There's no way. And in in in, in the past, it's, that's been centered around uh, your church or your belief system. Yeah. So you know, all those fathers were Catholic. You know, they were. Yeah. You know, and they were in your parish, and the word went out. Mm-hmm. You know, that they say, hey, 
Tommy needs some help. The family needs some help. We have to do what we can do. And you do whatever little piece you can do, whether it's social, whether it's financial, whether it's food, whether it's just praying for them. I mean, you do whatever you can do. That's that's what that's. And then we've lost a bit of that because people have drifted away from organized religion, not necessarily faith, but organized religion. Yeah, I, you know, there is that Lutheran community. And, well, I, Alex, Dan's very Lutheran. I mean, he's not big quite. involved in the Lutheran community. Not really, no. What do you, what? Everything he talks about, is he being Scandinavian or Lutheran? Everything he talks well, about. Well, it's true. He's big into being Scandinavian. He's very well, into yes. being Scandinavian, but Lutheran not. Well, Lutheran not is so Scandinavian, but, basically. I, mean, I don't think there's anybody well, ger- that's, like, super Lutheran. I think Lutheran's it's German. Like, I think we'll call it uh, German, wasn't uh, well, Luther was Martin a German, Luther yeah. German? Yeah. He was a German, but the Scandinavians embraced it more than anybody else did. Yeah. But he, Fawn's going to a Lutheran school. That's what I'm saying. There you see, go. See, who called it? That'd be me. <laughs> because of me, though, I'm the one that put her in there. Well, because it's, it's a block away. Because it's a block away. There we go. It's one yeah. block and it's, away. And it's a cute little school. It reminds me so much of St. Andrews. Oh my I god. I like St. Andrews. Well, St. Yeah. Andrews was the greatest. Such a for great the two school. And I like t- we toured the school, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having flashbacks. It right. seems. So similar. But yeah, we, we went down that whole list of the Vikings because of my brother Terry. Hockey was because of Lou Nanny. Uh, professional basketball was because of the Tyson family. They owned a couple of grocery stores up in North Minneapolis. And the Tysons, uh, once again, they took me in. I would stay at their house once in a while. And, you know, they would literally even send groceries home with me when I went home because yeah, my mother was working. So I became – they took me to a to a Minneapolis Lakers game back then. I couldn't have been much more about – God – eight or nine years old because i think the the lakers left minneapolis what like 1960 or something i don't know that's it was a long long time ago i know that but there was there's always a family member or a different family uh or a friend that got me involved in watching sports whether you know it was you know the baseball was david anderson david anderson was a nice catholic boy even though his last name is anderson how the hell did that ever happen that's right how the hell did anderson how did he get a catholic how do you get in? I don't understand. <laughs> but see, that's, that's I think, the reason that I'm so – I was so involved with teams for a long time because it, would, it reminded me a lot of that old Northside community thing and, you know, how those people actually did care for me and one another. It was, it was phenomenal. It was great. Isn't that nice? So it is. You know, the, the other originalist communities like that is the Mormons. You don't show up for services once or twice in a row. Someone from from your church will be by, say, how are you doing? What can we do? What's going on? Are you okay? Everybody healthy? You have sickness? Do you, what do you, what do you so need? So it's not nosy. It's just helping. No, it's, it's just helping. That's it's sweet. not a... It's, it's not a... It is a make sweet. sure that you're not dead in your house. Yeah. Depressed or something? Yeah. Do you die in here? Yeah, so they do reach out as, as you know, and, and it's not, and really, it's not, they're not being, was a nebbish? Uh, nebbish. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just... Like that. You don't hear nebbish anymore. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah, but that's, they're, they're being just trying to be a neighbor and trying to be a, you, you, as a community. So really in, in Salt Lake, it's more of a community. It's you know, much of a community, a culture, religion, yeah, I could church. I mean, it's all sort of wrapped into one. We are losing that completely, and that's, that does make me sad. And I guess, you know, even just talking about it just now, it, it really – because I'm always a little irritated right now because of this, oh, I hate that person, I hate the president, well, I hate mm-hmm. this other person, I hate – I'm really, really tired of that whole deal. It's very easy to hate. It, God, it's just very easy to hate, isn't and it? It's the easiest way to control someone is to get them them to hate something. Yeah, that's and then they'll do whatever true. you want them to. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I think it's got to stop, but I blame Kristen. It is my fault, one hundred percent. Well, you just accept <laughs> all responsibility for anything I say. You go, yes, you're right. She accepted. Yes, that. you are right. I'm responsible for the breakdown of society That's true. and all of us looking at our iPhones <laughs> instead of reaching out to their neighbors. So, and the reason why everyone is mean to each other on Twitter is because of me. Because of Kristen Bird. <laughs> so are you, are you doing that just to accept the yoke and be the the person that you are, the altruistic yes. person that you are? Or are you just take, trying to take the pressure off? I think it's so absurd. It just makes me laugh. It, it is rather fun absurd. to just take it all. Just take the punch and move forward in life, take right? Take it all, yeah. It all works out in the end. But, yeah, I, 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 do you think we'll ever return to a, a situation where people will be a community like that again? A neighborhood will become a community again? Because they are not yeah. anymore, that's for sure. No, because, I mean, here's what I think. In the years I've been on this earth, we always move forward and we move in a direction 
we don't ever go back to the way it was. Yeah, we don't. Uh, You're absolutely right. We don't. And, yeah. and that, it does make me sad. And I kind of understand now when my mom would be like, well, when I was a kid, yep. all these like magical things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I understand what she was saying because I even get wistful about my own um, upbringing and how much right. simpler mm-hmm. it was and how easy it was and how much it felt safer overall, too, that you, yeah. know, you would go on your yep. bike without a helmet. And you'd go for eight hours, and you'd come back in time for dinner when the streetlights went on. And yep. there was no cell phones, and, you know, my mom wasn't looking for me all day. I was gone eight hours. You'd figure out where to yep. eat lunch and, and, and play outside all day, and that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't, and it really does make me kind of sad because people do now, and I have heard younger people say this, they'll watch a movie and go, that was never like that. And like, yeah, it was actually. It actually was mm-hmm. like that where – where neighbors would step up and, you know, not stick their nose in your business, but help in any way. It's interesting because we have kind of a age-wise mixed neighborhood. We have your neighborhood's some, a good neighborhood. Though. Yeah, our neighborhood's awesome. But it it's, is. we have older people, like people that built their houses there and they're the original owners. And then, like, the second generation owners, so it's, like, younger families and stuff. And the younger families, it's, like, when they go out of town, they ask, like, a friend to come to the neighborhood and check their mail or whatever. But us, we have older families on both sides of us really nice people wonderful people and they'll like put our garbage cans up the driveway if we're not home by you know a certain time of the day or they'll i was when i was at your house when dan was out of town and the kids and i stayed at your house one of the one of our neighbors left toys on our stoop and i thought it had been stolen because i got home and it wasn't there and i was like in our neighborhood somebody stole something off my stoop oh my god but our neighbor actually picked it up because she's like i saw it there for a couple days and i just brought it in so we have like kind of a old school neighborhood which it's a rarity yeah you can find it Yeah. yeah Well, that's wonderful. So wonderful, though. Yes. It is wonderful. Well, I know we that... We love our neighborhood. Kristen, I understand you have a, a lawn sign that says, All we well come here. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> but not you your dry, cry, cry, Yeah, but not your dry, cracked weenus, of course. <laughs> no ashy weenai. Yeah, exactly. Kristen, it's always a joy. That's all I know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my dear. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Kristen Burt will be back. Special guest coming up next hour with the family.